Good morning, hello, and welcome Good to morning. the latest Balderton podcast. Uh, I'm Ben Goldsmith, and this morning I'm joined by James Hind, the founder and CEO of CarWow, uh, which, for those who don't know, is a marketplace model that puts buyers of cars in touch with dealers, sellers of cars. Uh, it's about five years old now, is that right? Business is been going strong for a while about that four and a half or so four and a half or so the fifth birthday cake candles have not yet been yeah. lit soon enough i'm sure uh, a couple of funding rounds under the belt uh, most recently with balderton uh, so james please introduce yourself introduce car wow and give us a bit of a progress report to date well, i think you're doing pretty well there <laughs> uh, yeah like you said we set about four and a half years ago a uh, bit of a different business to start with we were a content site helping people choose which car to buy uh, by aggregating car reviews we ran it for about a year and a half uh, out of my parents' attic, and we got we got become a small little business. But we thought this is never going to be as big as we want it to be, and we thought there's a bigger problem out there, and that's buying a brand new car. It's in a very very expensive purchase, and it's something you have to haggle face to face with the salesman for. It hasn't changed in a hundred years, so we thought we can have a go at that. And has it been changing since you altered your business model to try and tackle that? Outside of us, no. So you are, in your opinion, you're the only uh, company out there that's trying to affect change. Otherwise, people are still buying cars in the same time on. In the UK, yes. Different parts of the world, no? Do you think? In America, there's there's people having a go at it and getting fairly doing fairly well. Uh, in Europe, there's very little as well. Um, but we're, we're focused on the UK. It's a big enough market for us to satisfy us for the time being. That makes a lot of makes a lot of sense. So you're saying you're the only people really trying to change that behaviour. So at the moment, people are still going down to their local new car dealer right. uh, or dealers, comparing prices, haggling there on the spot. Uh, and what you do is you almost uh, enable the dealers to haggle over the customer. Yeah, so we reverse it. So the way it works is the consumer goes on, they build the car that they want, uh, they give us their postcode, their email address, let us know where they are and who they are, and dealers submit their best offers. So you get a range of prices, and all the dealers are vetted, quality controlled. There's some fantastic dealers out there, and there's some not-so-great ones. So we make sure you get the best. And you can compare delivery times, which are often could be months away. So you get a yeah great dealer, great price, uh, the car you want when you want it. So you say you're you know the only only person really trying to change up this market at the moment. How do you build that business? Because marketplace models are notoriously difficult right. to start and build in any industry. Uh, but with car buying, obviously there needs to be a lot of trust there because it's such a, a large purchasing decision on behalf of the person making that purchase. Uh, the dealers have to be incentivized, I'd imagine, to list their cars as well. How, how did you guys go about that at CarWow? So we started off initially, we focused only on one make, uh, which we chose Volkswagen because it's pretty generic, not too expensive, not too cheap. And we thought if we can make it work for that, then we can make it work for anything. So we started initially with some very, very basic uh, AdWords tests. We went down to WH Smith or newsagent, opened a couple of copies of Wired and out fell 50 pound AdWords vouchers. So we collected a fair few of those, set up some new <laughs> email addresses and basically created some landing pages using these landing page creators that went nowhere. So we test different messages, different potential calls to action, just to see, <clears throat> will anyone even give us their email address to try a, a very broad idea of a service? And yeah, we found that they did. So we spent a bit of time investing in, um, well, we found a, a CTO at that point, so that we could build a website, uh, so he could build a website with us. 
And we, again, put a little bit of money behind AdWords, got a few users' email addresses, and as soon as we got a, a someone who wanted a Volkswagen Golf or a Volkswagen Polo, and I say they lived in uh, Liverpool, I just ring up all the dealers around them and say, we've got this guy, he wants to give, he wants to buy this car, will you give him a, a good price? And most of them told me where to go. Uh, but a few of them eventually submitted a few offers via email to me. I passed it on, so it was a completely manual, email-driven process. But it proved the kind of bare bones that dealers will respond and the consumers want this kind of service. And that was your proof of concept almost. But now, that's all. is that fully automated behind it's all the scenes automated, now? automated, everything, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, that would be, I would, I would imagine, that quite would be, a uh, yeah, bearing on your time at the moment. But the whole concept behind CarWow, I guess, is you're bringing a new idea, the marketplace model to a very old market you know people have been buying new cars since new cars since like the Ford Model T I guess yep. so how and, and the people buying new cars are ev- everybody I suppose is mm. oh, no. it's a pretty pretty uh, target audience for us really okay and, and how do you change that target audience's behaviour because yep. for so long they've been copying the habits of their That's friends, right. pals, dads, mums all that kind of thing. How, how do you get in front of them and convince them to use CarWow? So at the moment we try and find them uh, one that are researching online so we know that virtually everyone researches their new car online so we run, we run a, a content site still which has reviews and guides to every new car so we capture them while they're in their research phase which can be many months and then what will be well, we have a basic aim of whatever they're searching for, new car-related terms, we'll get in front of them that way, through both paid and organic. And we're about to launch our, our first uh, TV advertising campaign, because we know our audience is a, a very old audience, the majority are 55 plus, and we want to become known as the way to buy a new car, in the same way that someone like We Buy Any Car or Booking.com became known as, well, why would you do it any other way? And do you think TV advertising is uh, going to win you some uh, a slice of that market that you won't get purely from online? Because you say that content marketing is very important and, and has been quite successful for you thus far in capturing a slice of that market. But even though there's been a rise and rise in the silver surfers, you say many are yeah. over 55. Not that everyone's grey over 55, to point <laughs> out. But, uh, but there's a slice of that market that won't be as familiar uh, with online as the first port of call for why they changed their behaviour. So is that why you're going into TV ads? Yes, and more broad awareness of... Uh, we, want, we know that uh, your friends and family are a big influencer when you're buying a new car. So even though they might not be looking to buy a new car themselves, it's an often discussed topic within families. Um, we know that the, the husband and wife dyma- dynamic, they, they work together or fight sometimes over <laughs> what car to buy, how much to spend, what colour to buy it in. So we want to influence those kind of touch points as well and get dealers and manufacturers uh, even more aware of us. And um, TV advertising has been selected, I guess, because of the reach. Are yes. you really looking at the stats behind it? I mean, where are you now? Have you released your first ad? Or is no, it, so where literally yesterday we finished filming it. So we will be live on our mid-August for four weeks. Oh, ter- and what kind of metrics will you be keeping your eye out for? Will you be trying to map, you know, ads versus hits on the website, ads versus successful Absolutely, purchases? Yeah, I think we can. Um, so we know that we've, we're buying a, or we're licensing a, a TV analytics package called TV Squared. Uh, we've got an agency we, we picked mainly because of their obsession with capturing everything they can and analysing it. 
uh, we're very obsessive about ourselves. So we can layer on top of the activity that happens on TV. So we know exactly when the ad went out to what second, against what show, against on what channel. Uh, and we can measure then and track the uplift. Uh, we buy a whole lot of experience and mosaic data, which we layer over on top of every user that comes in. So we get a very quick, even 10 minutes after the ad, what kind of users are signing up? Are they our target audience? And then we can change the buying uh, over the preceding weeks, depending on what slots are working. And I suppose that much, that level of thought needs to go into your analytics, into your ads, into your marketing, because user acquisition is, I would imagine, um, quite infrequent for you guys because people don't purchase new cars once a month. That's right. Once, That's once, right. once a quarter. They purchase a new car, what, once every That's right. few so years. So we, we don't even at the moment forecast any kind of lifetime value. If you buy a car from us, we assume for now that you won't come back. So we're a one-time oh. transaction. In reality, we've seen already, we've got hundreds of people who've bought a second, third car from us. Um, so we're working out the true lifetime value and what does that mean for you? Do you um, have to spend a lot more on acquiring those users? Do you have to be smarter? How does that translate into yeah, it's how a, you run it's your an business? expensive user acquisition model, but we make it work. Uh, we want to make it as, <coughs> as efficient as possible, mainly so we can have a higher, we can afford a higher CPA for each user, because uh, obviously we're largely driven by AdWords and various online acquisition methods. And the higher the CPA that you can afford, the more visibility you get on those channels. And what tips would you have to any similar business trying to enter a market where cost of acquisition is quite high? What do you have to keep your eye on? What do you have to do? I think the biggest thing to keep an eye on is, is it actually working for you? It's very, very, very easy to spend a hell of a lot of money on AdWords. <laughs> think or hope it's working. You've got to be religious with it. Be religious. How many hours of your day in those? Of my day, none. But <laughs> team now. It used to be me, but... Now we have a big team doing it. And also another thing with Carwell, you've raised uh, a couple of uh, rounds of venture funding now. Um, it's gone quite well for you eventually, raised from Balderton most recently last right. year. Uh, but what were the challenges when you were first trying to raise money if you were receiving knockbacks? What were the usual reasons that uh, investors would give? So I think we first tried to raise any external financing around three and a half years ago. And we approached pretty much every VC in London. And we approached virtually every angel that we could find who had invested in a tech company in the last 18 months or so. So trawled through TechCrunch, Crunchbase, et cetera. And we met, we managed to get through the doors of a fair few VCs just by cold emailing. We initially met Balderson by emailing pictures at balderson.com or whatever it is. <laughs> so the cold and emails work. Cold emails definitely work. Uh, we got all our first angel investors through cold emails. We met one of our other VCs through a cold email. Uh, our CTO was found through a cold email. Our advisors were. First employee was. Definitely work. Any tips for cold, cold emailing? Are, are you particularly good? Keep it short. Keep it click-worthy in terms of the subject line. Uh, and say exactly what you want to happen. No vague, I'd like to meet you for advice or coffee. So did you have a particularly clickable subject line? I think we might have gone for a lot of the time at that point was Zoopla for cars, which is very incorrect in itself. We're not <laughs> like Zoopla in terms of a business model, but 
Zoopla is obviously very successful, well-known. You've mentioned Zoopla in a couple of, uh, you know, I've been reading interviews that you've done with the Telegraph and HuffPo and things like that. Zoopla is obviously a business that's stuck in your mind as a bit of a, a role model or whatever well, you want to call it. It's definitely it. a role model for us. We, we were lucky enough to get some of the people who were behind Zoopla uh, invested and involved in us. Um, so Alex Chessman, the founder of Zoopla, uh, is an angel investor. Uh, our, some of our angels were early investors in Zoopla and sat on the board of Zoopla. Um, Doug Monroe is an advisor to us and an investor, and he was uh, the COO of Zoopla. So we've learned from them a lot, and they're, a, they're one of the few big UK success stories. Going from startup idea to circa billion dollar uh, IPO in the space of five years in a very, very competitive market. And what's the, if you could distill that into one thing that Zoopla has taught car wow as a business, what would that be? Focus on the supply side. The supply side. So for estate agents, for Zoopla, dealers for us. Uh, if you've got the supply, then it's there's network effects within, within that. The help... It massively improves your product for the consumer and it drags the rest of the supply to you as well. So focusing on supply not only drags other suppliers with it, but it also helps to yes. build demand. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. And what's next for Carwell? I've seen you, that you said before that used cars, vans, that kind of thing, they're getting more and more appealing. Yeah, there's lots of potential uh, markets that we can go into. Uh, we're in a very, very large market already, new cars. So we're focusing very, very hard on that. But there's a lot of, we know that a lot of our users are looking for a nearly new or used car and our dealers sell nearly new or used cars. Uh, so that's a natural next step for us. Vans and small businesses buying cars is another area, um, but we also want to expand internationally. Uh, Germany and France, very, very, very similar markets. Uh, people buy cars the same way. The dealer network is very similar. So we've got our eye on that as well. In terms of used cars, would that make uh, the journey on your website potentially more complex? Because looking at CarWow at the moment, dealing with new cars, the choice of uh, brands and makes is quite uh, conclusive. You can see it all on one screen. You can click Volkswagen if you want Volkswagen, Jaguar if you want Jaguar, uh, and then select from the newest models that they have, go through quite easily selecting colors, engine yep. size, things like that. It is really quite a sweet yep. user experience. With older cars, used cars, there's going to be a lot more variance there, probably more makes and models when people start listing their old yep. Yep. Austin 1100s and MGs and things we, like we'd, that. We'd go for the nearly new end of the market first. So cars that are up to two years old. Uh, we'd find a way to simplify it. We've got some ideas. Uh, and I suppose if they're nearly new, would you use the kind of legacy data you Absolutely. have on CarWow for when those cars were yep. new? Yeah. I think you've got a plan. We've got a plan. <laughs> Terrific stuff. And when that advert that you say is uh, filming, uh, what, yesterday, you, you were there on set watching the filming, when will you know if that's worked, if that's really started to drive people towards Carwell and drive, drive some purchases? We hope that we'll see the impact while the ads are running. And we'll be able to track it. We'll track it over the next few weeks to see what kind of halo effects it has. So of users that come in from different sources, is there any difference in conversion rate compared to the preceding couple of months? Um, impact we have on dealers. How many dealers come to us because of the TV advert or manufacturers come to us because of the TV advert? Um, it's A big part of it is building trust. And being on TV, 
builds trust in a business. It's seen as a proper business, a big, a big business, uh, and it's a vital component uh, for the product for us. That is still the case. Being on telly means that you're a trustworthy business. Yeah. Seems to be the same with having tube ads that seem to have a, a similar effect on yep. Londoners uh, at least. If you've got a tube ad, you must be you must be pucker. Um and are you looking for a longer tail as well? Because of course during the campaign when the ads are running, you know, the first, second campaign, etc., I would imagine you'd see a, a spike, you'd hope so. Yep. Uh, but you're also monitoring for a longer tail. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on what effect it has over time. Um, try and measure it and as best as we can. Uh, it's it's not the easiest thing. We're used to being able to A-B test everything. And we're used to being able to do things in a very small way. And if it works, then going hard on it. There's not a lot of flexibility in TV. You have to commit <laughs> large amounts of money. A-B testing creatives is virtually impossible unless you're doing a large buying spend. Um, so we're... Well, but you're taking the plunge. We're taking the plunge, yeah. Yeah, but um, as you will have seen, you came to an event a few months ago at Balderton. Absolutely. Rob, yeah, Rob wrote the, the blog on, uh, on, on measuring the unmeasurable, the impact yep. of sort of TV ads. Yep. Are those kind of things useful? Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that was a great event. We, we followed a lot of the speakers up afterwards um, to get advice. But it does come down to, yeah, take the plunge. <laughs> Not too big a, don't take too big of a jump, but... You've got to do it properly. You've got yeah, to test it properly. I have got to do it properly as well. I think that's the, the Rob Moffat yep. dictum that we, we've heard many a times at Baldwin behind the scenes. Um, and so I guess uh, over the next well, a few months and years, the thing to keep an eye on with CarWow, new markets potentially, used cars, vans, uh, seems like an interesting time ahead. But a little piece on, on yourself, James. It's mentioned everywhere when I read a bio of yourself that you tried a city career for two months and then decided that it was rubbish, you didn't like it. Yeah, what, career might be pushing it. <laughs> an internship for two months. So I joined a, a fund management group, fairly oh, well, two billion under management, about 30 people in a room. And I joined September 2008, and I left December 2008, and I watched their world collapse about around them. Interesting time and, to join. Yeah, panic. And I thought, these guys are just riding a wave. They have no control. Highly paid, all the computer systems, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't help. All the gear and no idea. Yeah, I think they were just swept along by the current. And you chose entrepreneurship because you are in control of your own destiny to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. And would you, I suppose you also founded the business quite soon after graduating, is that right? That's right. Would you have any advice for? students, undergrads or whomever that are potentially toying with a, an entrepreneurial idea and wondering whether to take the plunge or to, to go into a... Well, I definitely recommend taking the plunge. I think now more than ever, it's very, very cheap to set up an idea. You build a website yourself for virtually nothing. There's very little holding you back to play around with it and learn, see what you can do. So J James Hines says, take the plunge. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, James. Cheers.